funny thing when you join two families and two houses. You don't mean to be, but you're actually really quite threatened about trying to maintain territory. And I think we learned that we both had to give a lot more than 50% to make it work. Parenting can be pretty challenging at times, but bringing two families together to form a new one raises the stakes. I'm Richard Fox and this is Messages of Hope. When two established families join together, there's a lot of stuff to work out. Each family is used to their own parenting styles, in the way they discipline, solve problems and meet expectations. Today I'm talking with Mark and Beth about how they managed to bring their families together. They both had two children from their previous marriages. Mark's were in their late teens and Beth's were primary school age. Thanks for joining us Mark and Beth. What would you say were your biggest challenges in blending your two families together? Well, one of the biggest challenges initially was actually that we both had sons who were called Paul. <laughs> there was no way the youngest one was going to be little Paul, and it's just as well because he's six foot five now and bigger than what would have been big Paul. I think the biggest challenge was the difference in parenting styles. His kids were, at my kids' age, were very different. In what way were they different? Well, for one thing, they would sleep anywhere and everywhere, whereas my kids, anything that made them anxious, they just didn't sleep. So I can remember lots of arguments about the way in which you put kids to bed. And I had a son who's a very fussy eater and Mark's kids would eat anything. So how did you handle the differences in parenting style? To a certain extent, we both parented our own kids when it came to discipline, but we both decided we wanted to be active parents with the other kids. Now, the de- that decision for me was very different to the decision for Mark because of the difference in ages of the kids. Um, well, I think the hardest thing I found was, uh, you know, with Paul Jr., uh, my style before was just, I've told you what to do, you just do it, you know, and my opinion's always right and yours isn't. You're only a kid, whereas Beth would say, no, you go and work it out, it's not you know, just because you're an adult doesn't mean, you know, you just have the right to say, that's it. And I think that was probably the most difficult thing for me. Because it's un- the path is unknown and you don't necessarily have a feel for it doesn't mean that it can't still work and you still get a place better than perhaps you were before. Somehow we, Paul and uh, Junior and I got through it. Tell us more about the area of discipline. How strict or relaxed could you be? be- being strict for me was about boundaries and consequences for going over those boundaries. Being strict for Mark was about, as he said, do it because I said so. And we eventually came to a place where Mark was happier to deal with boundaries. Would that be fair? Mm. The biggest learning I had was to work out the difference between boundaries and having it your own way, I think. So rather than being autocratic, what I said had to go, rather saying, no, there's a boundary here that that's my boundary and to be flexible with anything until I get to that boundary. And I think that helped me in a lot of other areas too. It helped us in our marriage. We yeah. read boundaries in yeah. marriage. You, you, it's also what took us beyond, um, you know, like when you both get married, you, you do come across the walls that were obstructing in your marriages before. And you could end up, you know, in the same place that you were having your disagreements with the previous relationship if you haven't worked out a way to get through the walls that you hit before in your relationships. And so boundaries was one of the things that helped us go beyond um, our previous relationships and go further into overcoming some of the obstacles. 
Can you explain more about what boundaries are? I suppose boundaries are the fence you put around yourself to keep safe emotionally and the fences you put around your kids to keep them safe as well. I suppose we we both learned where that fence was with each other and with the kids and when things got beyond that fence, we did something about it. We, did, we didn't accept things getting beyond the fence. What kind of boundaries did you set? Um, I think we set boundaries about arguments, that personal attacks weren't going to be part of it, that it was okay to, to yell at each other, but not in a personal way, not a, in an attacking way. Yeah, and there were just some places you just didn't go, you know. Um, We both had weaknesses and we tried to steer away from each other's weaknesses, I think, in setting boundaries about how you solve issues because there were were years' worth of issues and, and there still are issues, you know. I always say in a second marriage nothing's ever simple it's it's always doable but it's always more complicated have you blended two families together what worked and what didn't we'd love you to share your thoughts on our facebook page messages of hope you might be able to encourage someone else who's suddenly become part of a new family write what you've learned in the comment section on our facebook page messages of hope coming up Mark and Beth will talk about fairness and that sharing 50-50 doesn't cut it. I'm Richard Fox, and today I'm talking with Mark and Beth about the challenges they faced in joining their two families together. Beth, is there anything in particular that stands out from your experience? It's, It's a funny thing when you join two families and two houses you don't mean to be, but you're actually really quite threatened about trying to maintain territory. When Mark and Lisa and Paul moved in, you know, there was all this sorting about what we would throw out and what we'd keep. And that was very territorial in yeah. hindsight, wasn't it? You know, like, whose egg flip will we keep? You know, like, very, was very territorial. <laughs> <laughs> can't and, throw that one and out. And I was, you know, it's my favourite bucket. <laughs> when you get past that physical territorial stuff, then you have to move on to the emotional territorial stuff and spiritual territorials. Yeah. You know, like I'll give a bit here and you give a bit, you know. It's giving, I suppose. Someone said to us, you've got to give more than 50% to make the marriage work. And I think we learned that fairly early, that we both had to give a lot more than 50% to make it work. The idea of giving up more than 50% sounds a bit unfair. I wouldn't say we gave up more than 50% territory, but we learned to give emotionally to each other more than 50%. I can explain that 50% too, you see, is because you think you're giving up 50%. But you actually haven't given up 50%. You've given up what you think is 50%, but although that 50% is all the things you don't really value, you actually got to give up 50% of the things you, and starting with the things you really value the most. You follow what I mean? You, it's sort of like the 50% you think you're giving away is not, is not the real estate that's really important. <laughs> so, so I would say to you, say to in, in any relationship really, if you feel you're, it's a 50-50 relationship, your relationship's in trouble, <laughs> you've got to feel as if you're giving around about 80%. 
if you're giving 80% in your relationship, you're about right. And you both got to feel as if you're giving up 80%. You know, that's how much you need to be listening to one another and the value of territory you're giving up to one another. You've talked about different kinds of territory. Can you explain them further, starting with emotional territory? Uh, part of emotional territory is having your own way. You know, like, in a lot of ways, Mark and I are opposites. You know, I'm really well organised. Before he moved in, knew where everything is, was very careful with money. Yeah, was very independent from being a single mother. I could change taps, I could drill a hole and put a screw in, I could do a lot of things. That that all changed for me. I now, well, I rang Mark this morning at five to nine and said, do you know where the keys are? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know where anything is half the time. And that was very hard to begin with, giving that up. I, th- I think it happens with age too, just knowing which battles to fight and which not to. Let's move on to spiritual territory. Um, we had many arguments about faith and God and yeah, I, I mean, I think the arguments were generally productive, but I had to come to a place that my experience wasn't everyone else's experience, and Mark had to do the same thing. And I think um, God has placed things in our path which has sort of brought us together in those some of those areas. Tell us more about how you feel God has supported you in blending your families together. Oh, well, I think God's part of everything, really. At the end of the yeah. day, what we're talking about, God is never absent. Right, he's he's speaking to us through all sorts of ways, and he's always informing us uh, of things that he wants to say to us through other people, through what we're reading as we go. And and I guess you really can't put a value on all those little bits of knowledge that he gives you in this journey, can you? I think it starts with a sense and an understanding of how much God has given you and how much God has forgiven you. That gives you a huge sense of God's grace, which you can then give out. It's like, you know, the jug that gets stuff poured in then pours it out. He pours it in to us and we pour it out to each other. And I, th- and I think we've got better at grace as our marriage has got longer. You know, I think this letting go of defensiveness when we talk has a lot to do with grace. You know, God's been before us, he's in front of us, he's behind us, he's with us, you know, in what he's doing with every, with people. And, you know, and I think uh, we're always looking to to put up um, barriers and boundaries, whereas God is actually uh, trying to break down all those sorts of things. That does help defensiveness, doesn't it? As your experience of faith grows, you learn to trust the Holy Spirit more, you're less defensive. Hmm. So the only one who can heal and and open up doors where both of us are, are not able to or our kids aren't able to is God. He opens the doors and somehow changes our hearts, works out ways that we can sort of find a, a common thread to cling to again to go forward. And I look back and, you know, it's only by the grace of God that we're where we are, I think. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. Are you part of a blended family and looking for ways to strengthen your relationships? Go to messagesofhope.org.au where you'll find free videos, podcasts and articles to support you. Or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope. 
real hope to cope with life's challenges.